Welcome to the clean truth, what we like to call bullshit on the status quo. What is up, guys? You're listening to another episode of the clean truth. I'm Don. I'm your host. This is episode 10. The title is Don't Be an Asshole. The topic today is bullying. I'm going to warn you if there's little hanyaks in your back seat or in the same room with you, you might want to get rid of those little demons because I've been waiting to do this episode because it's a little bit of a sensitive subject for me, and you'll find out why when I get in the middle of this, but uh, this is probably not an episode that you want your kids listening to. I'm going to cuss. I'm just warning you. So I'm going to ask you a question. Were you bullied as a kid or are your kids dealing with it now? Because that's what I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to take this all the way back right now, all the way back to when I was in late grade school, probably early junior high, around seventh grade. Um, Up until junior high, all I cared about really was baseball, you know, different sports, different things like that on TV that a normal typical grade school kid would be interested in, you know, and then I hit junior high and, you know, I I had an interest in wrestling. That was always a cool thing for me. I was always a little too small to play football or any of the other sports, but I knew I would be good at wrestling just from me and my brother being the brawlers that we were with each other at home. So got into wrestling. Um, My mom put us in some travel tournaments and uh, just fell in love with it. I was kind of subpar at best. I wasn't really the best um, athletically, per se, compared to some other guys that I was going to school with, which is going to lead to the story that I'm telling you. So I was probably maybe 60 pounds when I started this. I mean, I was in seventh grade, so, I mean, how big can you possibly be? But, you know, obviously there was other kids that were bigger than me. But, you know, we would wrestle in this little dungeon gym in my junior high and you know, I remember the seventh grade wrestling coach was a, a college wrestling coach, actually, for the university there. And he was your typical, you know, fucking meathead coach, you know, a, a sport coach that you could envision. Almost, he kind of reminded me of a high school football coach. Um, you know, the starters were, you know, his guys. You know, he treated those guys like gold. Um, you know, the rest of the kids on the team were just the rest of the kids on the team. But he always kind of. You know, he, he treated the guys that started a little bit more special, I think, as most coaches do. But, you know, I was a lot smaller than the most of the kids that were on that wrestling team, and I was probably the smallest kid in the gym. And so I dealt with a lot of bullying from those guys, you know, um, calling me different names, you name it. I mean, I wasn't a starter. I think if I remember right, I was like the third string guy or something like that. Maybe not even that. Shit, I don't remember, but... Anyway, I dealt with a lot of, you know, being picked on, called names, made fun of. I mean, I can remember a ton of practices where I would barely make it through that practice without fucking going in the corner somewhere and crying. And um, that has, it still sits with me. I'm 40 years old. That was almost 30 years ago, 25 years ago, um, that that I can still remember that every day. So much to the fact that, you know, that kind of continued into high school a little bit. Um, And like I said, there's not one day that goes by that I don't think about that. And I have actually, I have a tattoo on my wrist that says by demons be driven. And 
that tattoo has a, a few meanings. I mean, those of you that know, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool Pantera song. But the meaning behind the sla- the slogan is, you know, those are demons that I I have dealt with my entire life growing up. Was dealing with those shitheads that used to bully me. Now, I'm 40 years old. Do I have any like resentment or do I hold a grudge against those guys? Absolutely not, man. We were kids. We were in seventh grade for fuck's sake. I mean, those guys have done moved on. I have no idea where most of them are and they probably don't know where I am and nor do any of us really care. So no, I don't hold a grudge or I don't like lay awake at night and think about it. But I put that tattoo on my arm for a few reasons because when I look down at it, it reminds me of that bullshit that I dealt with mentally that made me tougher and made me who a part of who I am now. Um, and before I get too much further into it, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just warn you now. So I'm talking about bullying and, and some of the shit that I dealt with and how I think it's pretty fucked up that other kids are still having to deal with this. But then again, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be a hypocrite because I'm going to tell you on the flip side of that coin, how grateful I am that it actually happened to me and that I don't wish that upon anybody, but I think kids these days, I think that some of the things that they deal with now, they're a little softer. And I think that, and and I'll tell you some of these reasons why later, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that kids these days are very soft. They don't have to deal with the same shit that we dealt with long ago because times have changed and they're just softer. And I I think it's sad. I think that the way that these, that the parents handle this now is I don't really agree with it. I'm not going to get into an argument about it. It's just my opinion. Um, like it, don't like it, whatever. Um, but fast forwarding a little bit, you know, getting into high school, um, same shit, you know, I wasn't really good enough of an athlete to do just about anything else. You know, I sucked at baseball, sucked at basketball. I was short, couldn't really do anything. Um, I wound up quitting wrestling my sophomore year of high school, didn't wrestle any further. Um, I had the same high school wrestling coach that I had in junior high. He had actually, when I went to high school, he had transferred over and was our high school wrestling coach. And same thing, you know, when I, when I decided to quit wrestling, he gave me a lot of shit for it. I got a lot of grief from other guys for doing it. Um, but at that point, that's when, you know, I kind of was started getting influ- more influenced by music. And as stupid as it sounds, that was like 93, 94, somewhere around there. And I found this little band called Nirvana. And growing up as a kid, my brother and I were like Motley Crue, you know, the whole 80s hairband thing. And then once I found that, you know, complete life changer. You know, I mean, that's when Nirvana, Pearl Jam, the whole grunge era came out. And I was influenced heavily, very heavily by that. Um, I was dealing with a lot of shit outside of everything we're talking about here but you know my parents were divorced and my dad was still alive so they were you know my mom and dad didn't get along and I was dealing with all kinds of shit like that with my father being in Dallas we were living in St. Louis and you know just going down that path and being influenced by that music and switching the types of people that I was hanging around and and being around different people you know grunge was very appealing to me you know, it was it was basically giving me a breath of fresh air that it was okay to be different. 
you know, whether anybody agreed with it, whether my parents agreed with it, they probably thought I was a little asshole about it, but, and I probably was, but, you know, I was that typical rebellious teenager that, you know, all I cared about was smoking weed, listening to music and hanging out with my friends. And that's pretty much what I did, you know, and then a little further down the line, you know, that's when, um, I found some other influences, different music, just different shit that took my brainwave away from everything else. And, you know, the, the people that at the time when I was a kid, I had resented for picking on me and, and, and bullying me the way that they did. And, you know, that's when I think, I don't remember where it was at, but, you know, a buddy of mine had handed me a cassette tape. I said cassette tape, not a CD, cassette tape. Um, because I had a boom box in the back of my car because that's all I could afford. I couldn't even afford a CD player. And, um, it was a recorded tape of Pantera. It was Cowboys from hell. And I can tell you right now, as cheesy and corny as that sounds, when, when I heard that tape, it was the end of the world for me. I mean, that was pretty much my fuck the world moment. I really don't care. But at the same time, it gave me confidence. And I know that's, you know, you're probably sitting there laughing about what I just said, but if you know anything about that music, that's exactly what it'll do. I mean, it's just, it's meant to get your adrenaline going. That's what it did for me. Um, it gave me a little bit more self-confidence. I was already a little asshole that really didn't care what anybody thought, but now it got worse because I had an attitude with it. So, um, but at the same time, it came with confidence and it gave me confidence. And I think that little childhood memory has always stuck with me. And that goes back to the tattoo that I have on my arm. And I, and that's kind of the reason and the connection that I have with it. And, um, I always have. So I'm going to fast forward in this timeline a little bit, but now I'm going to kind of flip the script. You know, I think it's, it's kind of hard, you know, when you're, when your kids are bullied, I don't have kids, so I don't know what that's like. I mean, I have two stepdaughters, but as far as I know, them growing up, going through grade school, I don't ever remember them coming to me and Yvonne about any, you know, be, being bullied or being picked on or any of that. So I don't think they had to deal with it. So it's it's hard for me to sit here and give you advice on how to deal with that if your kids are being bullied. Um, my only advice would be to listen and um, just make sure that it's monitored and that you're paying attention to it. But at the same time, this is where I'm going to flip the coin on you and kind of be a hypocrite on purpose. And I'm going to fast forward. I'll, I not, the only way that I can describe this is just to use my own experiences. So I'm going to fast forward to I, I, I'm graduated high school. Um, I had moved to Chicago temporarily to for whatever fucked up reason. I thought I wanted to go to a tech school for heating and cooling as if I didn't you know, try the whole school thing once already and failed. Um, I barely graduated, so I don't know what the hell I was thinking that I was going to try to move away and go to a tech school for something that I had no idea what the fuck I was doing anyway. Um, so it failed miserably. I think I was there three months, wound up moving home, and decided that I had wanted to try, you know, being a framer, being a carpenter, putting on a tool belt. You know, looking back at it, it was probably one of the best moves that I ever made. But at the time, it was probably one of the dumbest. Uh -huh. So I got home, 
And I remember sitting on the couch, and this is, you know, I'm dating this pre-internet, you know, so I'm looking through classified ads on in the paper looking for a job because that was part of the stipulation when I moved home. My mom said, yeah, you can move home, but number one, you're paying rent, and number two, you've got three months to get a job. So I was, you know, pretty frantic because I, obviously I didn't want to get kicked out. I didn't have anywhere to go. So I had found a job as, a, you know, the, a local carpenter had put an, a job ad in the paper. And it just so happened, ironically, to be the cousin of a very good friend of mine that um, I had gotten pretty close to after I graduated high school. It was his cousin. And um, I responded to the ad. I called the guy up and the very first question the guy asked me is, am I afraid of heights? I said, no. Second question that he asked me is, are you a sissy? And I just chuckled and said, well, no. I mean, what are you going to do? Say, yeah, I'm a sissy. I can't do it. Um, so he said, okay. He said, uh, meet me tomorrow. Gave me the address. It was actually a job site. So I drove out there in my little piece of shit truck. And um, I didn't have any tools. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just drove out there. And um, the guy put me to work and uh, gave me a job right there on the spot. And um, the very next day, it was my second day, and I can remember this very vividly, it was really cold outside. And I'm talking like cold, cold, like 10 degrees cold. And that's what it had been up leading up to that. And then it, that, that second day, it had actually warmed up enough to where the ground had softened up to where it was like mud and slippery and, you know, it was just kind of miserable. And um, this guy on my second day throws me up on top of the walls to start laying this second floor on this house. Now, I had never been on top of any wall, regardless, much less trying to balance myself and try to carry like floor joists, you know, to like lay a second floor. Well, I dropped like three of them on this dude's head, like literally on his fucking head. And the guy looks at me and he goes, if you drop one more of those, I'm firing you and you're going home. And that was my second day on a carpentry job. Now, I'm bringing this up and I'm telling you this story because Jason, the kid that I worked for at the time, now he was 24, 25 years old, had his own framing company. He was a hard ass. Like, this kid was a ball buster, and his right-hand man, was his name was Rick, and then, you know, the other guy on the crew, I'll never forget this kid, his name was Billy, a little crackhead. Um, but then it was the four of us, you know, and moving into it, we used to call ourselves the Four Horsemen, but, you know, the first, I think the first year I worked for that guy, I got picked on so fucking bad that I can remember more than a dozen times driving home again in my little piece of shit truck because I couldn't afford anything else just crying just bawling my fucking eyes out because those guys picked on me so bad that and I was so pissed about it I couldn't do anything about it so it was one of those deals where I wasn't crying because they made fun of me I was crying because I was so pissed off I couldn't do anything about it you know because what am I going to do beat these guys up they're twice my size I'm 18 years old. I weigh 130 pounds, maybe, if I was lucky. You know, I was just skin and bones. But it toughened me up. And, I mean, listen, when I'm telling you these guys demoralized me, I mean, 
there were times where they would take all my tools out of my tool belt and give me a crayon and a hammer because I fucked shit up so bad. They would just take my tools away and not let me use them anymore. Not even let me use them. Terrible. The kids these days will never understand that. They'll never understand what it's like for somebody to be hard on them because you can't do that these days. You can't walk into a room or walk into a job setting and when somebody's not doing something the correct way, you have to coddle them. You have to pat them on the butt and say, hey man, you messed this up, you know, good job, but it's done wrong. You know, not, hey, you fucked this up, this is what you did, now go fucking fix it. You can't, you can't do that anymore. And I think it's sad. And I think it's, that is partly, in my opinion, why we have some of the issues that we have going on in the world today is because people are soft and they don't know what it's like to have a finger pointed at them and sometimes be bullied a little bit and pushed around to make them tougher, to tighten their skin up and just make them a harder fucking individual. They don't have to go through that anymore. I was dealing with that shit at 18 years old, making five fifty an hour. Five fifty an hour. Now we have people that want minimum wage to be $15 an hour, and you can't even yell at them. You can't hurt their feelings. I just don't understand it. It's been something that's bugged me for a long, long time, and it still to this day irritates the shit out of me. I love my crew to death. I love everybody that works for me. And I'm, for the most part, I'm always laid back. And I think everybody knows that. But there's times where I've wanted to snap and I can't. Because I know that the shit, the way that I was taught and the way that I was raised, times are different now and times are changed. I understand that. I may not like it, but that's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do about it, but I don't have to like it. I don't. Quite frankly, I've been through two anger management sessions to try to deal with it, which is why I think I have that laid-back, kind of go-with-the-flow, chill attitude all the time, is because I know that if that switch in my head comes on, it's going to be very hard to turn it off, and I'm going to lose a lot of people around me when that happens, if that ever happened. And I fight that every day. I do. There's times where I want to go in my restaurant and fire every kid working in there for something stupid that they did. But I know I can't do that. And I, the only way that I know how to use an analogy for you to compare that to, for those of you that have kids, is I know you, do, I, I know you want to do the same thing. You know, I know there's days where you want to go and you want to snap at your kids, but you don't because you're scared. And I, I don't know how to express that sometimes I think if that was done, it would toughen them up a little bit. It would thicken their skin and they would learn a good lesson from it. You know, I can tell a quick funny story and I'll, I'll keep the names private. I won't, I won't say who this was, but I had a friend of mine who I was messaging the other day and their kids were in a wrestling tournament and, you know, she said they were the smallest kids in the group and you know, that they were in good spirits, but, you know, they, she was scared that they were going to, you know, get upset if they lost. And, you know, the only thing I could do is just kind of reflect to this person that, you know, 
it kind of explained to her what me and my brother went through, you know, with, and, and the way that my mom dealt with it with me and my brother. And that was, you know, we, we learned a lesson. If we lost, she basically told us why we lost. She didn't coddle us and tell us that we did a good job and that we tried. Same thing, if we got beat up in the street in the neighborhood, my mom looked at us and go, well, what the hell are you going to do about it? Are you going to let this kid beat you up or are you going to go take care of it? You don't see that anymore. You don't hear that. I'm not condoning kids going to beat the shit out of each other. I think everybody listening to this, you kind of know what I'm getting at. I don't think you should just, you know, let it happen and and just coddle your kid and tell him that everything's going to be all right. They don't learn anything by that. I didn't. I'm grateful that I got the shit beat out of me and that my mom, you know, was kind of a hard ass with me, me and my brother both about it. She was even like that with each other, even with us, you know, fighting back and forth. I beat the shit out of my little brother every day. And all she would tell my brother is, well, what are you going to do about it? Go kick his ass. And that's how we were, that's how we were raised. It's unfortunate that it's different, but that's the way it is. And I can't do anything about it, but a takeaway I would use if you were bullied as a kid the way that I was and you've you've dealt with this you know what I'm talking about you can't hold a grudge I mean you can't let that shit sit on you it's been a constant reminder in me for me for my entire life it always is and I, I mean if somebody was to ask me how did you know what made you into who you are now that's it that is absolutely hands down the number one thing. There's not, like I said earlier, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about all that shit I dealt with when I was younger, and even when I was a young adult, growing up in a different in the in the construction industry, that made me who I am right now. It made me, it gave me the the thick skin that I have, and it kind of made me the man that I am now. But I can use that in a positive direction now where it took me a long, long, long time and a lot of counseling to be able to do that. And a lot of, I say counseling, I meant anger management, but it took me a lot of time to be able to do that. But I think it's possible. So right now I just try to use everything that happened to me and I think about it a lot and I try to, you know, use Clean Eats and what we stand for here and what we do for obviously positive influence and positive body image and, you know, the let people know that, Everybody is welcome. Everybody fits. That's part of that campaign. Everybody fits. So no matter what we always do, it's for everybody. It's not for one specific thing. That's why it's always been so important to me and to Yvonne that even with our food, even with the diet and any kind of marketing campaign or anything that we do, it's always right down the middle. It's not geared for one thing or the other or for one person or the other. It's for everyone. It includes everyone. For those of you that have kids, I, I'm not going to be much of a help because I don't have kids and I don't have, you know, our girls I don't think ever dealt with that. And if they did, they didn't vocalize it to us and we never saw it. We never saw any warning signs of it. Um, so we never really had to do it. We were very thankful for that. Um, the only advice that I can give you is watch your kids closely and monitor it. I would love to sit here and say to Use it to toughen your kids up a little bit. I'm not condoning it by any means. I'm not sitting here saying, let your kids get the shit beat out of them. Don't do that. It will affect them. It'll affect them for a long fucking time. 
But if there's a way to teach them a lesson out of it, figure a way out to do that. And they will thank you for it later. I've already thanked my mom a million times. My mom knows that if this subject gets brought up, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know how to tell you to do that. you got to figure that out on your own. But if there's a way to use what's going on with your kids in that, in, that, in that sense, I would figure out a way to do it. And they will thank you for it later. That's all I got, guys. I hope you got uh, some value out of this. If you guys ever need to talk or you, need to, you want to learn more about this or to talk to me about more about this, um, shoot me an email, donatcleanies.com. Uh, hit me up on Instagram. I'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. Till next time. Well, there you have it. That's our two cents, and that's our clean truth. For more information on Clean Eats, visit www.cleaneats.com. To find Yvonne and I on social media, on Instagram, I'm Don underscore Verity, V-A-R-A-D-Y. To find Yvonne, it's just Yvonne Verity, all lowercase. Thank you. Have a great day, guys.